Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. This is Gemma. I am so excited and happy to be with you today. What's going on? So I'm almost done with my deep workbook. I'm also reading another book for fun. And today I start a commission, but I have to block out time to do that. And so hence the deep work for me is uh, doing these art projects and stuff. And one of the exciting things I stumbled on in the deep work book was this idea that the mind or the body, mind, body, the human does not like, um, loves change is stimulated by it and does not like, like, uh, what was it? This idea that we get tired and exhausted in large part is coming from the lack of change. And I remember um, this other guy, I can't think of his name. I'm not so good with names. He wrote a, he wrote a book or he did a diet called, um, bullet, no, not Bulletproof Diet. Uh, what was it called? I don't remember. But anyway, he come, came forward and said there's seven kinds of hunger. And one of them is the lack of variety. So we like variety. <coughs> we like to change things up. And I think that when you say go to a job and it feels like it's the job all day, there's no change. Yeah, we feel exhausted from that. But if we can break our day up into like segments where we can ebb and flow between different things. So um, the Montessori do it with children. They believe it's the natural human psyche to go from a, a mind exercise to a physical exercise to a mind exercise. And you might spend an hour or 45 minutes really, like this is a toddler too, they're talking about preschoolers and stuff, but really focused on on a thing. And then you will have to walk away from that and then do something that's kind of mindless and more physical, a more physical activity. And they have great activities at Montessori for kids. And when kids are left to their own devices, they naturally ebb and flow between these two realities. I find the same goes for me. Even when I'm doing my mosaic work, sometimes it will be a very physical thing of just cutting glass. And then I'll switch over to the art, which is more of a thinky thing, planning and plotting where to put colors and what shape to use and what specific uh, texture to use of glass. And each piece is like a choice. It's not just fill in the blank. So each piece becomes a choice and there's a lot of mental activity. And then I may tire of that and go back to, you know, sanding a frame or painting a frame or, you know, just doing something where it's more uh, physical and less mental. So what I loved was that, that reminder, because what that means is that if we decide to just see, it made this comment, it said that we can go, the mind can go all day or the, the human being can go all day. And when we decide like, oh, I've been at work all day, I'm exhausted. The exhaustion is from lack of change, lack of variety, lack of stimulation. Now that rang very true for me. 
because <clears throat> it's so easy to just, you know, I'm meeting people who aren't doing anything, who say they're tired and exhausted. Well, then you start to wonder, well, are you depressed? But it's for the lack of stimulation, the lack of something exciting, the lack of passion, the lack of purpose, the lack of doing, the lack of, you know, like we get caught up in our homes, which are stagnant. You know, many people have stagnant homes because they're not bringing in anything new. They're not learning new. They're not making a focus of that. And then same old, same old everywhere you go. So they're not adding anything to it. Like if their passion was reading, they would buy new books or they would go to the library or they would go see their favorite author or they would write a book. Um, so it, it confirmed that it was okay for me to be reading four or five books at the same time, which I am. And you kind of think you just have to do one book at a time, but I have different books for different moods, you know, like different coolness, you know, like it's really cool because sometimes I'm not in the mood to read my fiction, but I really do want to read, uh, some art books, you know, and, and expand that part of me. So I am absolutely loving what I'm reading. It confirms what I've done that works so well. It's brought some things that work really well up into my consciousness. Maybe they were kind of unconscious and hit or miss, like sometimes I do it and sometimes I don't. But now that I brought it to my consciousness, I can do it intentionally. And it even talks about scheduling every minute of your day. Now I, if you know me, know I'm not one for scheduling. However, I used to, and I have one on my on my dresser right now, do these checklists. Well, the checklist for me was that kind of schedule that schedules every minute of the day because I would want that checklist done at the end of the day. It doesn't mean it would get done, and that's fine if it didn't. I didn't judge myself for that. But I would put enough on there of the regular daily duties so it wasn't just unusual stuff it like the podcast is on there today and <clears throat> you know putting out the trash um things i have to do online so it has everything on there even so odd things too so i can like go to that list when i feel like i'm you know like at a crossroads and i'm not quite sure i'm not thinking i'm not you know reaching into like like maybe i'm tired in the sense that my brain isn't like keeping track of the list so I can go to the list and focus. Oh, maybe that's the word focus. So this has to do too with focus. It's, um, so this is really cool because there are some things we have to focus a lot and there's other things that we don't. So when we're focusing and doing that deep work, that's, you know, they say even someone who's really good at deep work, four hours is like the max and then you do something else. And it's funny because um, I was doing uh, deep work on my painting the other day and then about four hours in, I stopped, I walked down to the pizza parlor, I got some pizza, I walked back and I took time out, probably a half hour or so out and I just sat and I pretty much didn't, I mean, I put my painting in front of me, but I just kind of like enjoyed the pizza and just let myself have that shift in energy and it felt great. So, um... And now I found out the bakery across the street has some really good stuff and they didn't used to. So I'm excited to have that available right across the street from my studio. It's awesome. So uh, anyway, now it talks about scheduling every moment of your day. And I think that this is really exciting for me and Bella because Bella is doing a lot of good stuff, but she's not fitting in <clears throat> her have to do's, her, you know, 
contribution to the household, her cleaning her room or straightening her room up, um, you know, just uh, bringing down the dirty clothes or taking out the trash. These are things that she's very capable of doing and it's on her, it's on her watch list, but she is just staying immersed in things that have captured her attention. So I want her to do that. And also the whole thing about memory. And I think I talked to you about that issue. I'm so excited about it. This idea that we can train our memories. So I want to do that with Bella too. That's going to be fun. And, you know, I think about Bella and how far she is compared to where I was at 10. And she just blows my mind. So I want to keep offering her tools and any sort of thing she can use for her own personal advancement, tuck it into her closet to take into her life going forward so that she can continue to get the most out of everything and know how to step into things she wants to do or how to implement them or how to pull the the juicy part out and add it to the rest of her life that, you know, we can't do everything 100%, but if there's an aspect like that you love about something, then why not take that aspect and bring it the aspect, not necessarily the whole thing into your life. So it's, it's very amazing. Very, very amazing. Um, and I must say, and this is like totally off the wall, like totally nothing to do with anything, but I made, I stepped outside of my comfort zone. I had a student who wanted to do pottery um, or sculpture, I should say sculpture. And I had remembered this woman who does amazing paper clay uh, sculpture and she makes her own paper clay. So he and I did this and it took us three or four weeks to build an armature. And then we started covering it with the clay we made and we made the clay the first class. I don't know why we rushed to make the clay. I guess I thought we'd be using it like right away. It would take an hour to make an armature. You know, those YouTube videos, they speed everything up and you don't really know how long it actually takes. So um, it took us a long time. And so we started doing the clay and it was really going on kind of weird and stuff. And it was, it was just kind of elastic and we didn't know if it would just crack or break off. And we left it there. That was Thursday night. And yesterday I went into the studio and that thing was rock hard, rock hard. I could not believe it. Like, I don't worry about it tipping over and cracking or breaking. It is solid. And it only has the thinnest layer on it, just a very thin layer. So we are on our way. And if we make some fresh um, dough, it might go on smoother. This this one had an elasticity to it because it had it was older. And that may have been hanging us up. So I think we'll be making a new batch even though I am like madly thrilled with how this turned out. Uh, so <clears throat> this is the thing, you know, step outside of the comfort zone, do something new, tweak it, add to it, do it again, you know, uh, add variety, all sorts of variety. And so with the scheduling, they're talking about blocking out every moment of the day. And so I love this and I ordered some, uh, there are these magnets like shaped like name tags maybe and they're magnets so um and they're they're cute and so I think Bella will like them we can play with them and I ordered some new dry erase markers that are slim so it's easier to write with them and we're going to use them on her dry erase board that we got that's magnetized so that we can use these blocks and she'll block out her section for school 
and then she'll use these blocks. So she'll have a block for guitar. And if for some reason something happens and maybe she does her guitar longer and it goes into the next area, then she'll just reallocate her day. She'll just move those, those um, magnets around and um, do it differently. So, and then all her like chores can be on one block and then she just has a list of chores off to the side and she can fit them in that one block. Maybe there's two blocks a day for chores and that's when she does them and nothing else. So I think that this is going to hugely help with focus. Bella's been doing a phenomenal job staying off of the techie stuff. Uh, she's been using my iPad to do art and I find that that works as a tool um, for Bella because it is not stealing her attention. It's not distracting her. Uh, it actually is being a tool for her to do deeper focus. So that's what I want to see is more deeper focus for myself and for her. More variety so that we stay. Um, this is the thing with the variety at the end of the day. You don't feel wiped out by your day. You feel energized. You feel like, wow, you you, you feel like you, you go to sleep to sleep, you know, to rest. Not out of exhaustion from the day that felt like it was just so much. But then you wake up refreshed. So this kind of mental, like, um, feeling of the day, which I've always found to be the case, because then I only, like, I read until midnight, then I went to sleep and I was up at six. So I have this feeling like when I'm doing well, uh, four to six hours of sleep is completely manageable, completely doable. And then I wake up feeling like, I don't know how to say it, but like fulfilled and excited and and ready to do some awesome things rather than like, oh, what do I have to do today? Oh, I don't feel like getting out of bed. You know, so I think uh, we want that kind of experience where we are excited to get out of bed and move forward and do things. And I'm going to always be fitting the little things in, you know, and my morning block is probably going to be like cleaning the kitchen and I'm going to have a little morning block, a wake up block, a personal block. And then there's going to be a block out for my podcast every day and sometimes that does get moved it just depends you know um and and so this is what he said you don't have to worry about your schedule being hardcore what you want to do is stay in charge of it and if you um, change it or it gets altered that you reboot the rest of the day you you put the priority things in and you put the um the 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 priority things are going to be doing some deep work because if we are to expand ourselves, then we have to do deep work. It's not going to get done just getting by with doing the the soft stuff. The um, What did they call it? They had a name for it. It's pretty funny. Shallow. The shallow activities uh, are not going to cut it. You know, shallow activities are just, you know, activities almost anyone can do. We hire people to do those activities uh, if we have enough money. So you have to manage it so that you get this right recipe of shallow versus deep. Now, if you're doing deep work, then you're accomplishing things that like are on your goal list, your dream list. Your shallow activities are never on a goal list. So your goal list would have things like a trip to Italy, uh, write a book. Um, let's see what else, you know, get a new job or, you know, get, get a diploma or something like this. So <clears throat> we uh want to put aside 
time every day for these things that we want to grow and we want to stretch ourselves. And these bodies, these minds are always wanting to stretch. And we have to take responsibility for giving them like the the food for that, you know, just the material to stretch with. So it's really cool. And I don't know, I love this stuff. I love it. And I love pulling what works for me right now. And the idea in its grandestness might be amazing. And I'm not really to um, commit to the full grand idea yet. I have to get myself worked into it. So I'm just suggesting that if you like some of this, take it and run with it. And if you're not ready for the other parts or it just doesn't feel like a good fit, then don't do it. It's very possible another time it will be a good fit. But um, again, I can't recommend highly enough this book, Deep Work. I've told a bunch of people about it and I just think it's worthwhile. I know um, my friend Ursula is ready to read it and I think it would really benefit her too because she's retired. And as with a lot of people, this idea of retirement it kind of lacks um, any sort of goal. <laughs> it lacks a goal other than like, oh, I don't have to work until I die. You know, like that's kind of um, empty. So I think there's way more, uh, goal, way bigger pleasures and goals and, and expansion available within retirement other than, you know, just like not working. So... Anyway, with all that said, I want you to have a wonderful, wonderful day. Enjoy it and um, yeah, do some fun today. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.